and welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle Podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So on today's episode, we are going to make a wish that we switch places with our sister and then live out the hijinks that come along with that. Uh, but we're also, you know, going to learn a little something about each other and, you know, have a wonderful time along the way. But regardless of all of that, though, uh, today's episode, we're going to be covering 1996's Wish Upon a Star. Now, this movie for me, I honestly had never really even heard of it uh, till recently. And I saw that it came up on Prime. And when I found what this movie was, I was like, okay, so Daniel Harris is there. And as any of you may know, I love me a good Daniel Harris movie. So of course I'm going to watch, you know, I'm gonna watch it. Um, and this was on the list when I found that she was in it. But then I was like, oh, there's also a young Catherine Heigl in it. And I was like, all right, that's cool too. Like, I wonder what the hell this is even supposed to be about. And when I found out that it was kind of a Freaky Friday kind of story a little bit, but with sisters, I was like, well, I have a sister. Like, that's fun. You know, why not uh, Why not watch this? And then also learning that it's technically like a Disney movie because it was um, on their channel and it, you know, yeah, they're some sort of part of it in a way. But like, it was, it was interesting to, to look at this and really watch it for the first time and watched it earlier this year, probably a couple months ago. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching this film. It, it is, I think, probably the first TV movie I've covered. Um, I guess unless you cover Beautiful Thing, maybe, I guess that's kind of a TV movie, but like, okay. But uh, anyway, I, I just really enjoyed this film, and I think it is definitely uh, a cult classic, probably because it is this niche TV movie thing, right? But I also think, like, I could see why young ladies or young femme-presenting people, you know, could really get into this movie and enjoy it for what you are to learn from it, you know, which is really which is really nice. So I, I'm glad I watched it and I'll talk a little bit about it of what I can today. Uh, so as we normally do on the show, we're going to talk about, you know, the figures of the movie, a little bit about the production of this film, and then also move into a plot summary as well. So without further ado, let's move on to those figures. So Wish Upon a Star was released on October 12th, 1996, and was directed by Blair True, written by Jessica Banderos, and produced by David C. Anderson and Don Shane. There is no estimated budget for this movie or any box office information because this is a Disney Channel original movie technically, so I don't have any of that information. We're looking at a Rotten Tomatoes score of 40% on the tomato meter and a 74% audience score. We're looking at a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a Letterboxd score of 3.1 out of 5. For our cast of characters, we have Katherine Heigl as Alexia Wheaton, the older sister, Daniel Harris as Haley Wheaton, the younger sister, Don Jeffcoat as Kyle Harding, Alexia's boyfriend, Scott Wilkinson as Benjamin Wheaton, the dad, and Mary Parker Williams as Nan Wheaton, the mom, Lois Childs as Principal Mary Mittermiller, Ivy Lloyd as Caitlin Scheinbaum, Haley's friend, Matt Barker as Simon, the new neighbor of the Wheaton family, Jacques Gray as Kazumi, Alexia's friend, Carrie White as Tally, Alexia's friend, and January Sorensen as Sabrina, Alexia's other friend. Some critical response quotes about Wish Upon a Star are as follows. We have Audrey Rock Richardson from the Tool Transcript Bulletin from Utah, who states, harmless enough, but so condescendingly saccharine you might gag on it. And then we have Tracy Moore from Common Sense Media, 
treasures upon treasures, um, who states, romp about trading places has stereotypes, sensuality. There you go, common sense media. So before we move into any kind of a plot summary about Wish Upon a Star, I think it's important to talk about a little bit of production history, and let me tell you something, there's not much to it, because this is a TV movie, so I don't exactly have, like, the most rich uh, production history to share with you, but I'll, I'll share a little bit of what I found out. So, to talk about the production of this movie, you do have to talk a little bit about the director of the film, and this is a guy by the name of uh, Blair True, and this person pretty much, like, he, he grew up and was raised as a Mormon, because if you didn't already know, this movie in particular is shot in Utah. I think it's supposed to technically be Colorado, but it's all in Utah. And so this gentleman, Blair, he pretty much, he had directed some feature films, television documentaries and things like that for over like 30 years, but he began his career at the Walt Disney Corporation, actually, as an assistant to Marty Katz, who was the senior vice president of television and feature production. And about a year later, uh, he then ventured into script development, where he was supervising script coverage for the ABC Disney uh, Sunday movie until about 1987. Uh, and then about six years later, uh, after doing documentaries and commercials, his feature directorial debut came in. Uh, in 1993, with a movie called Just Like Dad, which apparently starred Wallace Shawn from Clueless and Nick Cassavetes. So this would be a first of three films that he created for the Disney Channel, along with uh, The Paper Brigade, which had this guy uh, Kyle Howard in it, and also had Robert Englund in it. And for any of you who wonder um, who Kyle Howard is, hey, Sarah, guess what movie he was in? House Arrest. <laughs> he plays Grover in that movie. So he plays one of the kids in it. But anyway, so that's kind of fun and dandy. But um, and then also, like I said, Robert Englund was in that movie. But then also he ended up doing Wish Upon a Star. He then went on to do like Chicken Soup for the Soul, which had a TV show. Oh, Bitch, really? He did Phantom of the Megaplex. Listen, I love me some Phantom of the Megaplex, bitch. That movie has Mickey Rooney's in that movie. Like, it's so fucking crazy, dude. I I might do a Phantom of the Megaplex episode. I'm not going to lie. I really should. That movie's so good. Anyway, so... <laughs> But that's a little bit about um, this gentleman, this Blair guy. You know, he was... Uh, raised as a Mormon, and so that's not surprising to me whatsoever at all, because literally, like, this movie just feels kind of like... I don't know, like what a Mormon would think is like pushing the envelope a little bit. I don't know. You can kind of tell a little bit, but that's a little bit of information we have about Blair and how he made this movie in particular. It was also written by a woman. It was written by uh, Jessica Berendes. So I don't really think she'd really written a whole lot. I think this was like one of her first things she wrote and she didn't go on to have like a prolific career or anything, but you know, hey, it is what it is. This movie in particular was shot at Hunter High School in West um, Valley City, Utah. It was shot in 1995 and early 1996, so probably obviously late 95 into 96. So this is like before, this is like right after Clueless, but like right before teen boom of the 90s, you know, of movies. And of course, this is also a different time because with Disney Channel and maybe some younger people who listen may not already realize this, but, you know, the Disney Channel before it was accessible to everybody was literally a paid for subscription type of channel. It was similar to something like a 
I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it was similar to something like an HBO, uh, you know, Showtime, kind of like that, where you had to pay every month to watch it. Whereas a lot of people now they couldn't even imagine that. Even I remember on the Disney Channel, I remember not having Disney Channel, and it wasn't until the early 2000s where you had the Disney Channel become more accessible to people because I think they were trying to make it more accessible to people, where they put it into like basic cable packages, and it wasn't necessarily an extra charge. So when this movie came out in particular, and then some of the early DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies, were coming out, uh, they were still behind that kind of paywall, if you will. Whereas, you know, nowadays people can watch the Disney Channel whenever the fuck they want. So that's so crazy to me to think as well. But yeah, but uh, in the movie, actually, uh, the real Hunter High School um, basketball team, they played the opposing uh, team, the Wolverines in this movie. Um, so they were kind of included in there. And then, of course, because the guy's a Mormon, he had to like very make, much make sure that he thanked like the school board for letting them be there and like all that kind of stuff, which is cute. That's a basic idea of what the production history is. Um, again, it was a gentleman who had worked at Disney and had worked his way into getting to direct, which is cool. And he's gone on to do a few different things as well, which is good for him. And and also, too, like, I think a fair amount of the people who were involved in this, I mean, they did enjoy it, it seems like, at least, from, from what I can gather. I think Daniel Harris has even said that this is a film where, you know, she tended to enjoy the, the time she was on it, you know? And, of course, there's the thing of, like, the fact that, Daniel Harris plays the little sister in this movie, but she's actually older than Catherine Heigl, technically. She's just shorter than her. So it's obviously like you're going to think she's a little bit more, um, a little bit more younger, but she's, she's not technically. So anyway, but yeah. And then some fun little things too are like, uh, there's a table dance scene that's in the lunchroom that we'll talk about. And she actually was a little nervous about shooting that scene. So she literally, she chose the boys that she thought would be the most uncomfortable watching her dance. And that made her more comfortable, which I think is really fun. So there's that, you know, Daniel Harris has also said that, you know, this is one of her favorite roles because it is a comedic role she did, which really she didn't do a ton of comedy. I mean, she has this, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead a little bit, you know, and and that kind of thing. But like, she didn't really, hasn't really done a whole lot of um, particular comedy. And I think this is like a really fun way of doing it. And apparently she was also hired three days before shooting on the spot at her audition. Cause they probably fucking needed somebody, dude. Like, you know, this is like a little kind of low budget TV movie. Like you need to get somebody and hey, Daniel Harris does the job. Why not? You know? So that kind of worked. That's as much as I think I could have found, really. And then, of course, like, uh, Moonpools and Caterpillars are the people who are the, uh, they're the band, like, at the end, and they're playing throughout, uh, so a lot of their music is in here, which is kind of fun. But, yeah. Anyway, so... That's about as much as I probably could really find in terms of production history, but I think this, yeah, it just informs so much about this movie, I feel like, and... And yeah, I think without further ado, after we've gone all over all of that stuff, let's move into a plot summary of Wish Upon a Star. 
One thing I would like to mention before I go into a plot summary of this movie is that this movie moves like fucking lightning. So hopefully we can get through it kind of quick, actually, because literally like it just moves so quick. And then also I'd like to also say, because it is a body swap movie, um, if I get things like mixed up a little bit, you know, don't crucify me, I guess. But let's move on. Anyway, we have our like funky pop intro going on, which I love the little pop music that's like throughout this movie. But we have our intro to Alexia Wheaton played by a young Katherine Heigl and she is like the popular girl of the school and then we have our intro also to Haley Wheaton played by a young Danielle Harris and so you can tell that Alexia and Haley are definitely different from one another as I said Alexia is very much the popular girl she's very much about her fashions and about her looks and all this kind of stuff and Haley is definitely more about, like, she's a tomboy, um, and she is uh, not as interested in her looks, I guess, and she's just, like, trying to be a fucking, like, sophomore in uh, high school, you know what I mean? So, anyway, we see Alexia getting ready in the morning, and she wakes up, and she, like, puts on her makeup, and she's putting on her outfit, and all this kind of stuff, right? And so, in the meantime, while Alexia is getting ready, uh, we have breakfast at the Wheatons, uh, with the mom and the dad as well, and, um, Haley's at the table, and then Alexia takes forever to fucking get downstairs, pretty much. Anyway, so then uh, we also have this all going on. I believe Alexia actually does come downstairs at some point, because we have Haley waiting in the car, the Jeep, that uh, Alexia drives, and she's honking, uh, because again, Alexia's just taking forever to get downstairs. She comes downstairs and grabs like a piece of fruit or something and calls her mom Nan and Ben, I believe, or something like that, and then the parents have this like little thing going on. They have their whole conversation afterward. But when Alexia leaves the house, we have these like creepy uh, construction guys who are just like catcalling this uh, teenage girl, which is just fucking creepy. But anyway, so then we have the mom who is going on after the girls have left uh, about how Alexia is dressed because she is dressed in this like particular like purple outfit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, It's really pretty. It's really cute. Um, The fashions of this film are just so good. A lot of what Alexia wears is just like top tier it's so good but anyway so she's going on about how she's dressed and the mom's being kind of neurotic or whatever you know as you do when you're a mom and you're like trying to like raise teen girls i guess but anyway but we the 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 rosy of this is that the fact that you find out that the mom and the dad are actually uh shrinks they're psychiatrists and so they decide that they are going to practice like this hands-off parenting style if you will which i don't know if you want to do that but okay whatever because you know it's a matter of like if people if kids are told to do not do something they're more apt to do it and so to be hands off and whatever might just let them kind of grow into their own person and yada 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 whatever babble psycho babble psycho babble but anyway so then um, we uh go into uh alex which Alexia is also called throughout the movie, so I might also throw in Alex there, too. But Alex and Haley, they arrive at school. Um, Haley is late for class because fucking Alex is fucking late. And so uh, Haley is late for class in her, I think it was... Uh, her astronomy class and so so you know she comes in late and you know she's just kind of embarrassed by it and alex uh goes into gym class and she is sitting out gym class because she's too pretty and popular to be doing gym um so she has like her fake doctor's note or whatever um and is pretty much saying like you know oh, i can't you know participate in gym today or whatever then we have lunchtime where the respective sisters you know have their respective lunch 
stuff that they do. So, you know, you have the, you have Alex with her, like, uh, popular girlfriends, and then you have Haley with her friend Caitlin. Um, and so that's all fun and dandy. Um, they have their own little respective things going on. You get to just see how different these two sisters are, really. Then we have math class. So we have a math class where this is a, I believe, a more advanced math class. But it's like a senior level math class because we find that Alex is a senior and then Haley is a sophomore, but Haley is very much supposed to be smart. And so she like is in a more advanced math class, um, even though she's just a sophomore. We have this then change because Alex asks to go to the bathroom and um, she goes in and changes her clothes while she's in the bathroom because she, I guess after math class, Alex goes into this like kind of interview thing going on in the principal's office, Mrs. Middle Miller, I believe her name is. And anyway, so we see that Alex has changed into these subdued clothings, okay? She's not as um, flashy as before. She's very much a subdued person in this. And she's, like, pretty much sucking up to the fucking... um, She's sucking up to the principal. And anyway, so... She's sucking up to the principal, and we find out that uh, Alex's grades are trash because she has a 2.0 GPA, pretty much, uh, because she has prioritized being popular as opposed to trying to actually do good in school. And so and I love her. Uh, I love the the just fortitude that, that Alex has because, you know, uh, the principal is all like, you know, Alex is asking, like, you know, I'd love to get a recommendation from you, and blah, 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 blah. And the principal's like, just what do you think it would say? Like, you know, um, even though, like, Alex is at the bottom 75th of her percentile of her class, she does this, this, this. And then Alex is just like, so you'll consider it. <laughs> you know, it's just like, so the fortitude that she has, I really love. Anyway, so then in the meantime, we see Haley's back at home with her friend Caitlin, and they're snooping in Alex's room. So this is, uh, I guess, to be assumed, uh, kind of a practice that they do, where they just kind of like, uh, you know, snoop around the, uh, Alex's room when she's at you know, away and just like read her diary, try on her clothes, things like that. Um, because you know, why not? Like your pretty older sister and, and all that, you know, why not? Anyway. So then we have dinner at the Wheaton's. Um, so we also have our introduction to Kyle played by, uh, Donald Jeffcoat or Donnie Jeffcoat, uh, who is from the show Wild and Crazy Kids back in the nineties on Nickelodeon. Um, but anyway, uh, this is him being an actor and, uh, he plays Alexia's boyfriend, uh, at this point. So they're here for dinner. So Caitlin's there for dinner and then, um, Kyle's there for dinner and they're having their whole kind of conversation at dinner. Uh, so for example, like, Alex is talking about like getting her dress. It's going to be $300. I thought they, you know, had a budget of 200, but you know, but it's just so pretty and whatever, whatever. Right. Um, having that kind of a thing. And then also like pretty much Haley's talking about how she's not going to go to the, the dance pretty much. And they're just having their whole conversation with them. You also find that Haley is interested or, she has this crush on Kyle and all of that as well. We find this out. And again, we just see how these sisters kind of don't interact a whole lot. I think even uh, Alex literally says, you know, um, to her mom after her mom says, you know, oh, you should take Haley with you to go dress shopping or whatever. And, you know, 
Alex is like, mom, like, you know, we're just sisters. We're not friends. And that's very much something that I think people can relate to for sure. You know, like, yeah, like when you're a certain age, like you don't want to be with your siblings. You kind of want to be on your own and you want to like make your own life and you don't want to include your siblings. I know for me, being that I have an older sister, you know, um, when we were younger, definitely like, you know, you want to, yeah, for me as somebody who just wanted to belong somewhere, I mean, seeing that my sister had friends when I didn't have as many, like, you know, absolutely. I would want to like put myself into there because I then felt like I had some sort of, um, connection, you know, and, and I think other people could probably feel that too. You know what I mean? Like, why not? But anyway, so then we have Haley stargazing as she does, because we are to find that she's like a scientist geek um so of course she's like in her astronomy class and like earlier but then also we see her stargazing and looking for stars and stuff like that and she sees alexia uh, alex and kyle in the hot tub or whatever i guess that they have a hot tub and so like you know uh, we see her stargazing and then Haley decides to make a wish on a shooting star that she sees and her wish is that she wishes she was Alexia Wheaton and so then and then we have the next morning and we find out that uh because pretty much what happens is that we see the girls respectively get out of bed and pretty much i guess if we're to say Alex in Haley's body goes into uh, the bathroom and she sees that she is now her younger sister, pretty much. And she like freaks out. And then uh, in turn, Haley in Alex's body realizes that she's her older sister. And it, pretty much the wish worked. And they're like, oh shit. Oh my God. What do we do? <laughs> so like they're both like freaking out. And this is where you have the like, you know, oh, ew. Like I don't like it here. Change me back. Change me back. You know? Um, and it's just like really funny and really super silly but anyway so then they're trying to think of like all right like because what happens is that uh Haley in um alex's body so i guess i'll refer to them as i can but Haley pretty much comes to the she comes clean about like i made a wish that i was you and i guess it worked you know pretty much and uh so Alex and Haley's body is literally trying to be like, you know, all right, well, what can we do to do this? All right. So she's like, she tries to do like a, a birthday wish. So she gets like a little, little cake with a candle on it and is like, all right, go make a wish, you know, happy birthday to you, yada, yada, yada. Right. You know, it's that kind of a thing that doesn't work. They try a wishbone together. That doesn't work either. They put pennies in the toilet as you would put like in a fountain or whatever to be like, you know, making a wish and stuff like that. So it's just like so silly and funny. Um, just what they try to do, but they realize that they're kind of stuck like this for a little bit. So Alex, um, gets, Haley ready in her body pretty much so yeah uh alex is you know getting her ready uh because she doesn't know how to do this stuff to you know yeah she doesn't know how to do it for alex really so you know <laughs> of course like she has to end up doing that we see this wonderful beautiful blue outfit it has like blue polka dots on it it's just like so good and it's i put in my notes it's iconic and then i have this fucking picture of kyle because there is this thing where i think it's Haley. Haley at this point 
uh, it's on in Alex's body, and she's looking at a picture of Alex. She's looking at a picture of Kyle, and the picture is just like one way. And then she says something, and then the picture like changes to him, like with a you know O face or whatever. And it's just like really silly. And I'm just like, oh my god, this fucking picture, dude. So you know, like they want to make sure each other gets ready, respectively. And uh, pretty much, uh, they have breakfast as each other, so they're trying to, like, keep up the ruse and everything like that. And so then, what ends up happening is that they leave for school and everything like that, so, like, I believe, um, Alex calls her parents by their names, but she's in her little sister's body, so... They're just like, wait, what the hell is going on? But anyway, so then, and then the other thing fun too is that like, you know, so the girls leave for school and like literally Alex is like, what do you think you're doing? And she's like, and you know, Haley's like, well, I'm driving to school. Like, what do you think? Be like, not with my keys, like not in my car. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'll drive. And, you know, of course, like she can't necessarily drive because she's in her little sister's body. I also love how uh, Haley just waves at the construction workers who are call- at calling her. I think that's very funny. Uh, she's just like, hey. It's just, like, really silly. Uh, We also have Simon, who's, like, the new neighbor guy. We saw him a little bit earlier, but then also we see him in this because he's noticing them as well. He'll come into the story a little bit later. But anyway, so then the girls arrive at school because literally um, Alex in Haley's body was driving to school pretty much, which Miss Middle Mealer saw. Okay, and she was, like, not happy with that, and she says something uh, to the girls, and they both respectively kind of, like, you know, make their own little uh, defense against this, right? And then we see uh, that Haley, um, because literally, I think Haley said something uh, to Alex, was like, you know, well, don't worry, like, if you just, like, um, faint and you get sent home, that's fine, because they have a test in astronomy today, right? And so what ends up happening is that Alex, in her little sister's body, faints in class, um, as she suggested to do, and um, she ends up getting sent home. I do love how when she's getting sent home, uh, there's the uh, <laughs> there's the thing of, you know, maybe we can stop by for some ice cream and some, you know, go to Blockbuster on the way or whatever. And for kids who don't know, Blockbuster was a movie rental store that before the days of Netflix and all of that, um, you would have to literally go and, you know, rent VHSs or DVDs or whatever um, from your local blockbuster or local video store, and then you'd have to bring them back. And it costs money to like do this, you know, a ton. You could also get video games there too, and it was lit. It was really fun. But uh, and then also fun fact: if you didn't already know about blockbuster, not to go on a tangent, but like, but kind of go on a tangent. Um, if you didn't already know, blockbuster um actually had the chance to buy out Netflix, um, but they didn't take it. Um, they actually tried doing their own thing, and then they completely went under as a business. So that's really fun. Um, so that's just like really they they really fumbled the bag with that one but uh go watch the last blockbuster if you're at all interested in that kind of thing it makes me feel super old honestly but whatever okay so like back to the movie but uh (laughs) we have alex at lunch and alex is inviting caitlin over um to eat with the popular girls because caitlin is very much kind of like a wannabe a little bit like she wants to be a popular girl and she wants to be a part of that and so because you know um 
Haley is in the body of her sister, she's like letting, um, yeah, she's letting her friend experience this, which is kind of fun. But then also in this same situation, we find out that Haley finds out while she's in her sister's body that uh, she actually broke up with Kyle. And she did not realize that because, as we know, there's this crush going on and she's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Like, how could you break up with him? Like, God damn it. Right. And so that, that all happened. But yeah, so then we have a sick day home from school. So, you know, we see um, Alex is living her life in her little sister's body being home from school and, uh, you know, eating ice cream and like just chilling on the couch and whatever like that. You know, Haley in Alex's body goes to astronomy class um, and tries to dig from the teacher a little bit. She's just trying to like, um, because the big thing with the astronomy teacher, too, is that he is uh, he, he has said that like. Alex was pretty much, like, a really horrible student of his, and, like, literally, like, almost set his room on fire or something like that, but uh, she tries to dig from the the teacher a little bit, and so this is Haley trying to figure out, like, you know, would you say that Haley is one of your favorite students in all this? And she's just trying to dig a little bit, just trying to get some stuff from the astronomy teacher. But we're then back to Alex being at home in Haley's body, and Simon ends up coming over, uh, and he gives, like, some cookies to to Alex, who's in Haley's body. And that's kind of fun and dandy. And you, this is where you're supposed to kind of have the idea that Simon is kind of interested in Haley, but Alex, being in Haley's body, doesn't realize this right away. And so she kind of rebuffs him. She just like kind of takes the cookies that she's giving it, that he's giving her and whatever. Um, but you know, uh, he just kind of gets rebuffed and that's sort of, sort of sad, but it does turn a little bit happier in the end. But anyway, so then, uh, we see that, uh, so Haley, who's in Alex's body, doesn't know how to drive, as we already kind of figured of this. And so, because she then, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she tries to she tries to go back to Kyle, and she says, like, you know, hey, look, like, you know, I didn't mean anything what I said last night, blah, 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 blah. Like, don't you at least need a ride home? And then he's like, yeah, I could use the ride, like, pick me up at four, like, after practice or whatever. And she's like, all right, cool. But Haley doesn't know how to drive, as I stated before. But she gives it a try, though. So she, like, literally does not know how to drive. Like, she, like, backs out of the, her parking space really quick. And, like, she's lucky no other cars were there. Um, then she, like, accidentally gets up on the curb. She does not know how to drive at all. And it's hilarious. Anyway. But then, um, yeah, so... <laughs> and then even, like, Kyle's like, are you sure you want me to drive? And she's like, no, don't worry about it. So then we're back uh, at the house. We're with Alex, who's in Haley's body. And pretty much she's hanging out with Caitlin, because that's what her and um, Haley would normally do, right? And so uh, this is where Alex actually finds out about their snooping that they do and all that sort of stuff. And she's just like, oh, okay, well, now I know this. And so she kind of goes along with it as well. And then we're back in with Haley in Alex's body. And pretty much what happens is that she drops um, Kyle off at the at his house. And pretty much, like, she is trying to, like, you know, she's trying to win him back and be like, hey, look, like, w- let's not break up. Like, I didn't mean anything I said. And, like, da 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 
And then they make out, of course, and this comes into play in just a little bit. Um, so she makes out with Kyle, and I just have makes out with Kyle Lowell. Um, so, of course. So then we have dinner at the Wheatons. Okay, another dinner at the Wheatons after this switch has happened. And the sisters now want to get even with each other. And so in this situation, this is because what we end up finding out is that the girls, like, find out about each other and what they've been doing, right? So, like, Haley finds out that, like, you know, I guess Alex knows all about, like, you know, uh, them snooping in her room, like, all that kind of stuff. This is also where Alex finds out that, like, Haley has gotten back with, like, had her get back with Kyle when she broke up with him in particular and all that kind of stuff. Um, so they're just like at each other's throats at this point because they're just like, you know, ugh, you're ruining my life and da 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 da. And so they decided they want to get even with one another. It was also because um, Alex saw the hickey that was on her neck um, that, you know, Haley let her get by, by Kyle. And so she's like, we cannot have that. Like that will like ruin my reputation, blah, da 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 da. So anyway, uh, they want to get even with one another, so they like go and like storm off to their respective rooms and all this kind of stuff. Then you wake up the next morning, and we see that. So what ends up happening is, so Haley comes downstairs in Alex's body, and she sees that Alex in Haley's body is wearing this like kind of dominatrix wear. Um, this just like fucking weird ass like I don't know what to say. It's like a dominatrix outfit kind of, and she looks great in it. I think it's goddamn iconic. Uh, she looks wonderful. But anyway, so. You know, they're now just, but then of course, like Haley, who's in Alex's body, you know, she's just like, I'm going to eat whatever I want because you beforehand, Alex, it was saying like, you know, you got to be on a diet. You got to do this, 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 because it's festival queen coming up and blah, 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 blah. Um, but she, they're just like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Um, and so. They just like leave. Um, so like even for example, like Haley goes back up and puts like the other outfit on that the same outfit that um, Alex had already worn. She puts it back on. So like you know, again, they're just trying to get back at one another at this point. And so we see that Haley or Alex, I guess, defaces the bathroom at school. Uh, she says that <laughs> Alexia Wheaton is a wench, and then we see that. What also happens is that, like, Haley goes in there with Alex, and she just says that Haley Wheaton is a wench. Because, of course, they can't say bitch or anything like that, because this is a Disney movie. But anyway, so then we have that. So that's kind of fun. But then in the meantime, uh, Al Haley in Alex's body is, like, ruining these, like, photos for, like, the dance team or whatever. Um for Alex pretty much just making her look silly and like all this kind of stuff. Cause that could be the worst thing in the world. So at this point you see that they're getting back at one another and they're trying to like, you know, kind of tear each other down in a way. So like Haley, for example, you know, Alex and Haley's body like comes into um, class, just vibing, man. She just has her like little, um, she just has brought a boom box to her, uh, to school, but she also brought like a little Walkman and she's just vibing up in class girl. She just has that head headphones on girl and she's vibe i love it um anyway she says like fucking this fucking outfit on it's so cute but then they have the oral history exam the oral test in um 
astronomy class because again you know uh, Haley had missed it so she has to make it up or whatever and so like you know Alex and Haley's body is just pretty much like not answering these questions right and whatever I like the one thing where um, the teacher asks like what is a comet and so like Alex responds pretty much as saying you know it's like an abrasive cleaning solution or something which I thought was very funny anyway so then all of this has happened, and you see that Kyle gets a nice little gift for for Alex, which is Haley, I guess. Um, gets him her teddy bear, and it's very nice. This is also where we have the setup from the popular girls, so Alex's friends, technically, of the rules that they have. So some of these rules include like the three month max, which is like if you are dating somebody, you can only date them for three months. And then if you have already dated them for three months, you have to break up with them. And there's like all these other different rules that they have too, which are just kind of arbitrary and stupid. But then there's this fucking dance routine in the lunchroom. Cause what ends up happening is that, uh, Haley, quote unquote, Alex, uh, she has come to school with this boom box and she is deciding to just dance, um, on the fucking lunch tables. <laughs> yes, girl. She is just like getting up there and she is dancing, honey. And I loved it. Oh my God. Uh, but then in turn, Alex Haley is like uh, making out with Kyle in revenge because she's just like, Oh, Kyle, you're such a good kid kisser it's like so good it's so very funny i really like it it's um just very silly but then of course the girls get in trouble and they're in the principal's office Ooh. um and then so like you know but of course like they're trying to in each other's body in each other's body they're like you know trying to say like you know oh hey like i don't want to be disqualified from this festival queen so like oh let me say this and then oh no i don't want to be disqualified from the science fair oh let let me say this you know so so in the meantime uh to not have to be you know suspended or like anything like that um what mrs middle miller has them do is uh, they have them go into the bathroom where the wench graffiti is and to pretty much clean off the graffiti that is in there. And so this is where we have, because at this point, like I said, the girls have been trying to get back at one another because, you know, they're just trying to ruin each other, right? Because they're just like, ugh. But they decide to reconcile because, you know, this is, I think, also the wonderful scene where they have where, you know, you may have my boobs and you may have my boyfriend, but you are not me, you know, and all that, which I really love that line. This is where pretty much Alex is talking to, to Haley in the respective bodies and, you know, talking about how, like, you know, what were you going to do? Like, lose my virginity for me, you know? And then Haley's all like, what do you mean? Like, I would never do something like that. And I, I, you know, I, you know, I have morals, Haley, like, you know, I have values, Haley, like, you know, and so she's like revealing that she's a virgin, but the girls decide to reconcile because they decide that this isn't going to help either one of them. Um, so that, you know, they kind of have to, they kind of have to help each other and they can't just like try to bring each other down all the time. Cause again, this is a Disney movie. So we have to have a plot and a moral at some point, but this is a nice little scene because they do kind of just have this truce going on, which I think is fair. And so like Haley, for example, begs to get back to the science fair, you know? So she's like trying to make sure that that happens for her. And yeah, so that all happens and is cool. 
And the girls, because again, they are trying to um, wish upon the star, hence the title of the movie, but uh, they are outside and camping outside pretty much. And this is, they're trying to make the wish. Um, and this is a nice little scene too, because they've decided to reconcile and um, work with each other, but they've also decided to do favors to one another. So they kind of get down to like, this is where we find out where more of the rules are. So like you have to shave your legs every day. You have to like read self cover to cover um, and you have to, um, do whatever the hell else, right? But they decide to do favors for one another because, like, pretty much Alex decides, like, you know, hey, you know what? Plenty of boys like you, Haley, and I'm going to show you that, you know, Haley, Haley Wheaton can get a boyfriend. You know what I mean? And in turn, what Haley does is Haley is going to try to help convince some of the teachers that maybe Alexia is not as much of an airhead as they would have thought she was. Um, so they're just trying to kind of help each other out, which is nice. Yeah. And then the parents, uh, they see their girls getting along, which is really nice. And then they meet with the principal and then talking about, you know, uh, how they're doing this hands-off uh, parenting thing or whatever. And then, of course, like the principal, like after their meeting, is like, oh, God, those poor girls. So then we're in chemistry class. I think we're in chemistry class. So maybe it was either math class or chemistry class somewhere earlier i don't quite remember i never took fucking chemistry so i don't fucking know but anyway so uh this is actually showing that um in chemistry this is where we have where alex quote unquote um is actually smart now because she has Haley's, you know obviously brain um and so uh <laughs> but this is showing that like you know okay alex knows how to do this like problem for example and being able to do that which is like super nice. And again, is showing that, Hey, maybe Alex isn't like a complete like airhead and she actually knows what she's doing, which is like super cool. Um, which is nice. So then in the meantime, after that, we're at the basketball practice and Alex is there, Haley and Kyle goes up to her and pretty much tells Allie or Alex that he loves her. I'm in the bleachers. And of course, like Alex Haley is like, Oh shit. Oh shit. No, 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 no. You can't say that. You can't say that because they haven't said that really. And you know, they want it to be the first time. And so even like she says, you know, Hey, next time you say that, like pretend it was like the first time. And then she just has to like leave and, and you know, go and leave. Right. And then of course, like Kyle's all like, it is the first time, you know, guess it wasn't good enough, you know? But then Kyle is like kind of going after uh, Alex a little bit. And Kyle now thinks that Alex is in love with Simon because what he sees is that so Alex Haley has been giving rides to Simon, you know, because she could drive or whatever, because I guess she gets better at driving. <laughs> um, And so, yeah, but Simon is like interested in her pretty much. But that's not how it should be. And so like he kisses her, for example, and Kyle sees this, of course, and he's just like, mm, okay then. But then we have Alex and Simon talking when they're, um, you know, on their drive back to their neighborhood and, you know, home and whatever. And Alex Haley is talking about like, you know, well, maybe you need to give Haley a chance, you know? She's not as wild, you know? It, because Simon's all talking about the personalities and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, your personality is more, you know, uh, in line with what I like. You know, you might not be my type, but, like, your personality is really great. And more so Haley would be kind of more of his type, quote-unquote. 
but you know, this is Haley trying to do a nice thing and, uh, you know, just say like, Hey, look, like maybe you need to like give Haley a chance. Uh, <laughs> she's talking about herself, but she's in her sister's body, obviously. Anyway. So the mom and dad, uh, they come home because the girls had, um, fallen asleep together pretty much like downstairs. Um, so like they had, for example, if I'm not mistaken, like they, uh, had gotten together and like, I think, Haley was helping uh, Alex with like a problem or whatever, like with a chemistry problem or whatever the hell, but they end up uh, downstairs um, and they end up falling asleep um, on the couches. So the mom and dad's uh, mom and dad come home and they put them up to bed pretty much, which is kind of nice. Um, And so again, you just get to see them kind of get a little bit closer together, which is very nice. And uh, Alex wakes up in the middle of the night, um, Haley, she wakes up in the middle of the night and she wishes on a star that she sees. And she's just like, oh, come on, where's the star? Where's the star? She wishes on it. She's like, all right, hey, I wish I was, you know, Haley Wheaton or whatever, you know. The wish, unfortunately, does not work. And so she's like, oh, shit, God damn it. You know, but before that, though, before all of this, you know, they decided they were going to live one more day as each other, though, um, to kind of help with those favors that they were talking about. So the wish doesn't work. And she's just like, oh, shit. All right. Damn it. So the girls go off to school, you know, and uh, they're in this kind of whole thing going on. Uh Haley's just feeling kind of a certain way because she's knowing like, you know, oh God, like this whole thing with, with Kyle and like, you know, ugh. Um, I think it was like, I think Haley is getting, Haley is getting Alex ready for the science fair because she has to present this whole thing going on, um, which is nice. But then also we have Caitlin is also there. And again, she's like trying to get with the popular girls. But Caitlin, so we find out that like the popular girls decided to like put out these flyers saying that there's a party at Caitlin's house. And literally Haley is all like, no, no, no. Like Caitlin would never have a party at her house. Like her parents would not let her do that. And so why would they even say this? And so pretty much what happens is that Haley in Alex's body goes up to her friends because of course, like Caitlin is like sobbing and she's like so scared. And so, you know, so she's all like, you know, Oh, Hey, I think Haley has to talk to you about something or whatever. So she like gets Caitlin away from them and whatever. And so Haley just rips into them <laughs> and as Alex and it's just ripping into her friends pretty much. And just saying like, you know, how could you do that? Like, how do you go off treating people like this? And they tell her, they're like, well, you know, like we learned it from you, like, you know, act superior and be better than everybody else. And then, Pretty much, like, Haley's, like, shutting that shit down. She's like, you know what? Like, no, we're not doing that. And it's kind of, like, a very, like, on-the-nose thing, if anything. But I do kind of like it. Um, Because she really is just reading her friends. And, you know, they, they're they kind of an a- some assholes. So they decide not to be assholes after this, which is good. <laughs> and they also already voted for uh, Ale- Alexia. So, oops, oh well. But anyway, so... But then Alex, Haley, goes outside. Kyle finally confronts her about this whole thing of, like, I don't want to keep doing this on-again, off-again thing anymore, all that kind of stuff. Um, And so they decide, like, you know what? I didn't mean what I said yesterday. Like, love is a, you know, love is not just a one-sided thing. It's reciprocal, which is true to a point. Um, And so, yeah. But that's just, like, a whole thing going on that, you know, and, yeah, again, this movie is kind of all over the place, but it's also really quick. 
so it's you know i don't know it's not the worst but uh we're coming up near the end of the movie but anyway so we see the setting up for the science fair so we see that Haley alex is setting up for the science fair she has her little note cards and all that kind of fun stuff so we have that kind of all going on. We also then have a college interview that Alex is doing. Um, Haley is doing for Alex pretty much and talking about, you know, how she's inspired by her little sister and she's just so bold and whatever. And so that's all nice and dandy. We then see that Haley, Alex is presenting at the science fair and it's all very nice and, um, good because she's able to show that like uh because the teacher the astronomy teacher had even said that you know Haley is so smart but she lacks some confidence she lacks public speaking skills and so being able to show that like Haley can have these things like um was like really really decent for her anyway so we then have the festival queen and the presentations of the festival queen nominations there it's very nice the basketball game that they have And so this is just to show that like the festival queen little dance that they're doing after the game is going to be happening. And that's where uh, Alexia could win. It was like kind of this whole thing throughout the whole movie where like, Ooh, she could get the festival queen, you know, and all this, the winter festival and the girls, they meet at the pool. So they have a pool (laughs) at school and they meet at the pool. So like, for example, you know, you see that um, Haley, Alex, is dressed up and it's like, look, she looks all nice and she like shows off her nice little outfit she has. And then Alex, Haley, is, you know, um, just kind of being a little melancholy because she just feels a certain way about everything. And she's just like, oh, God, like, you know, I, this is all ruined. Like, you know, and to me like she kind of is just more just like what if this is just like forever like we i wished upon a star and it didn't work like you know at all <laughs> because you see that like Haley's kind of crying about it you know and alex is kind of crying about it you know a little bit and this is where we get the interesting part of this movie which i think is different than other kind of um body swap movies that alex in Haley's body confesses that she actually also wished to be Haley. Um, so it wasn't just Haley wishing to be Alex. It was also Alex wishing to be Haley. And Haley even asks her like, well, why would you do that? Like, what's the point? And Alex is saying like, you know, well, I mean, here I was like a, <laughs> like a C student, like not really having a whole lot of options in my life, uh, for college. Like I put being popular and focusing on everything else, you know, popularity and everything. And, and I see you with all these possibilities going on. And I thought, well, why not? Like I'd like to get a chance and have a chance to actually make something of myself and other than just my looks and my popularity. So that's why she wished. And that's why it didn't work. So they both would have to wish this together for it to actually work um, pretty much. Uh, and these girls crying because you just see them sniffling and tearing up. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, uh, I don't know, such such sound design in this. It's very, very fun. But yeah, so that was kind of the nice, the crux of this movie and also just kind of the twist of it of like, yeah, these girls both actually wished for this separately. And we didn't realize that. So like, you know, now it's like, 
oh, okay, then this makes total sense. So now they're deciding, all right, what are, what are we waiting for? So they go out to like the football field and they're like sitting in the bleachers and they look up at the sky and then they're just like, you know, okay, okay. And so they finally see the shooting star and they make the wish. They hold hands and they make the wish to be each other <laughs> again. And then now, respectively, they're in their own bodies now. And so they're back and it's nice and cute and wonderful. And if anything, I really think you see through this whole film, or at least at this point, we're about to wrap up, is that, you know, this film, given these girls a chance to really get a respect for one another and to really see how the other one lives and how they could be better people um, from learning about each other and, and trying to be different folks, which was really cool. And also, I think it's deepened their connection as sisters, too, which I think, again, kind of goes into this whole movie of, like, you know, getting that deeper connection with your sibling and being able to have that, which is really nice. So, you know, I think that's kind of a, a big part of this film. So Haley, they, um, Haley and Alex, they go into the, the dance, which is all really nice. And Haley goes off to find Simon. And then Alex goes up to Kyle and she decides to reconcile with him. And she tells him, like, I love you. And he tells her that I love you, too. And they start to kiss, and it's all very, very nice. Um, so then we have this lady come up and talking about how, like, the uh, team won the game. Um, and so they're now going to, you know, announce who the Festival Queen winner is. And so, by no shock or surprise, we see that Alex has won uh, the Festival Queen. And of course, she's, like, too busy making out with her boyfriend now. Uh, but then she's like, oh, okay, cool, you know, all this. Anyway, so then... We see that Kyle and Alex are on stage and they're dancing um, to this ballad that the um, band is singing. But then uh, we also see that Simon and um, Haley are talking with each other and, you know, all that, which is really nice. And they're dancing a little bit, too. And then Alex, like, kind of gestures Haley to come over to her and what she gets the crown um alex does and then she ends up giving the crown to um to Haley to wear uh, which is like really nice um and yeah and they both like simultaneously wink at one another as well uh while they're dancing with their respective kind of booze if you will and then that's pretty much the end of the movie and so yeah everybody that's the end of wish upon a star so as we're wrapping up with Wish Upon a Star, you know, I just want to reiterate, um, if I haven't already, you know, I really enjoyed this film. I'm glad I, I actually sat down and watched it finally. I think it's definitely a nice little comfort film. Uh, it moves so fucking quick, which is really nice, because if you're a part of the short movie gang like I am, because I love a good short movie, this is definitely one to throw on, you know? Uh, but I also think it has some nice things to say about, you know, respecting and you know getting a deeper connection with your sibling and your sister in particular or you know being able to know that there are things that are more important than being popular and looking pretty all the time you know what i mean and uh of course it's a disney movie so it has to have some kind of moral to it or whatever the fuck you know but i i think this movie does a good job at 
being something that feels kind of like a warm blanket, if you will. But it is cool to see this kind of story that is a little bit different than the typical body swap type of movie. Um, the fact that both of these girls actually wished for this respectively and you know this wasn't done without them knowing was cool to see and i think the leads of this movie katherine heigl and and um daniel harris i think they do a great job in this film and uh they're kind of the best actors in it to be honest but um you know i i just think it's so fun and i think if you're at all interested in either one of these people or any of that i think it's definitely one to watch for sure um so unfortunately you can't watch this on disney plus because it is not owned by disney technically i don't think sinar i always thought was like a i think it's canadian company i thought they were the people who did like are you fair the dark or whatever but anyway but again this is in utah but uh you can't really find it on Disney Plus, I don't think, but you can find it on, I believe, Prime. It makes the way on Prime all the time. I'm pretty sure I've seen this on Tubi before, too, so you may be able to find it on there as well. Um, I think this did get a DVD release, but we're not looking at a Blu-ray or anything like that, but I definitely think this is worth a watch, and I think um, you should definitely go out and uh, find a way to watch it. I think if you have Prime or if you have Tubi and you can find it, you know, watch it that way. Maybe even rent it. Why not? That may be fun. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely go out there and, uh, you know, give yourself a nice little treat and, and watch Wish Upon a Star. I don't think you'll regret it at all. I think it'll be a fun little time. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com. If you'd like to give any movie recommendations, give feedback on the show, or if you'd just like to say hey, I'm open to all of it. You can also follow the show on Instagram at cultcinemacircle, and on Twitter at cultcinemacircle. I tend to announce the movies that I'm going to be covering and just interact with people on there if they want. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at jesse, J-E-S-S-E, kremp, K-R-E-M-P, all one word. On that platform, I tend to log the movies that I watch, I write little stupid reviews about them, and just general foolishness over there. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty much on all of them. Be sure to leave five stars and a one to two sentence review about the show uh, so we can grow the audience and then just spread the love all around. Be sure to tune in next week to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast where I'll be covering 1993's Jurassic Park. A wealthy entrepreneur secretly creates a theme park featuring living dinosaurs drawn from prehistoric DNA. Before opening day, he invites a group of experts and his two eager grandchildren to experience the park and help calm anxious investors. However, the park is anything but amusing as the security systems go offline and the dinosaurs escape. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. And remember, you may have my body, breasts, and boyfriend, but you are not me. Take care. Bye. Thank you.